I think it's working. Okay. Oh my God, Laura. <laughs> Laura Chapman, thank you so much for being the first person to help me bring, to get back in the saddle. It's been a year since I done my podcast and I didn't mean for it to take this long, but here we are. And you, I just adore you. So we know each oh, other okay. from the writing community. Yeah. Yeah. So we follow each other on everything and you just make me laugh so much. Well, thank you. I, I always am trying to like at least make myself laugh. So I always appreciate if somebody else finds it funny. Too. <laughs> no, you make, I love your stories. You make me just laugh. You're just the funniest person. Um, and everyone should follow you. And I think you might have frozen, but hopefully not. Come on, technology gods, work with oh. me. Can you, you can still hear me though, right? Hopefully. Hello, hello. You can hear me, right? Oh, it froze. All right, this happens. Technological difficulties. It's part of the it's part of the game. Hello. Okay, I can see okay. you now. I can hear you again now. Sorry, I'm like, it just had like one moment where I could kind of hear and then it went away. I'm wondering. Oh, okay. All right. Fingers crossed. Come on, work with us. Okay. <laughs> um, I Because you froze oh. for a little while. Okay, so now I think we're good now. Okay. Thank you for everyone listening, bearing with okay. us. This is this happens. Okay. Anyway, so you are, if you could introduce yourself, you have written several books, several short stories, been part of several anthologies. So yeah. if you could give us the brief introduction to Laura Chapman. Sure. Well, um, I, I am the author of several novels published under the name Laura Chapman. Um, I've been a little less active in writing as Laura Chapman lately because I have been writing under a couple of pen names. And right now where most of my writing is happening is uh, a pen named Kate Tilney. They're short romances, kind of written to be read in about an hour to 90 minutes, just depending on the story. They're, they're if you're looking for just like the nuts and bolts of a romance, the meet cute, you fall in love, something goes terribly wrong, and then you get back together. So like it, it just kind of has all of the nuts and bolts of that. That's it. It's a, it's kind of like for binge readers. Mm -hmm. If you if you like binge watching TV, it's kind of like that too. Like where they're just you can yeah. watch one a day or and read one a day. That. So that's kind of mostly that I am working on some uh, longer fiction for another pen name that I'm getting ready to launch. So that's just, that's kind of me. I live in Lincoln, Nebraska. I born and raised Nebraska and haven't, haven't lived too many other places, but kind of most there is to know. I love it. You, um, are you the Kate Tilney? Are those available? Like if people wanted to find them, they can search on Amazon. It looks like oh, and if you're to search on Amazon, yeah. So it would be, um, like, so you can, you can, Find me on social media under Laura Chapman, but also um, like if we're on oh, she'll come back. Sorry, guys. Thank you for bearing with us in the meantime. In the meantime, while she comes back to join us, um, I will give you the um, the, <laughs> the outline. 
Here we go. Sure. And sorry, I just changed locations because it cut okay. out. And so I'm hoping that by sitting closer to my router. Okay. Help us. We're good from here. I was going to give people the brief outline that we were going to talk about, which was okay. um, you're, you've gotten signs from your aunt, you've gotten dream visits, and you've got a sign that I cannot wait to hear because anyone who follows you will be very familiar with Jane Wentworth and Henry. Yeah. And, um, they are your cats and the two boy cats. There's a story of how they came to be. So yeah. So we will cover that and then we'll go back to where everyone can find you and read your short stories sure, sure. because I, it sounds like your short stories sound like fan. I love, I love the show Poldark and I love reading Poldark fan fiction. It's well, like fan fiction. So it's, so what I write for Kate Tilney, it's more like it, they're not quite as fan fiction, but kind of what I'm working on on my side projects are, yeah, yeah. it's what I've been reading so much of. Yeah. It's, you know, if people read fan fiction, you know, it's it's so fun because you love something so much and then yeah. you find all these other people who love it too. And yes. it's just kind of a lovely community. Are you talking about your project, your um my, my, project? Yeah, yeah, but that I one, love that. Yeah, that's coming up more and uh, I'm kind of getting my desk cleared off so that I can devote the last few months of the year to yes. to working on that. You've read like 80, over 80 um, Pride and Prejudice, like alternative I guess it'd be like, like this year. Yeah, it's just been this. It has been the ultimate binge. It's it's been sorry. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's start with the cats because I I'm yeah. I'm like I feel like I know them. So can yeah. you talk about their name? Yeah. So right now I have um, three cats. I've had four. Um, Jane and Bingley were my first two, and Bingley relates to the story, so that's why I want to mention. Um, Jane is now 15 years old. Oh. Bingley passed away um, in June of 2020, so very much deep in the pandemic, um, which I actually kind of think relates a little bit into how yeah. some of all of these, some of these other signs have come up. But um, and then I have Henry and Wentworth, who joined our family in July of 2020. And so, what happened is. Bingley had had a few health issues, but they were all things that we were very much like, this is totally curable. He's so healthy. We're going to be fine. And um, we had just gotten to the point where the vets were kind of gave him an all clear, like you're yeah. great. And then um, in middle May, and this is almost kind of jumping a little bit head to mix because I was realizing as I was lining up my, my thoughts that some of these overlap, I had a dream in mid May Bingley died and at the time I kind of wrote it off because I was thinking you know it's the pandemic I've just been through this whole health journey with Bingley it's just on my mind it's nothing yeah. like within a few days I started noticing some things though and he was he was gone within a, like almost four weeks to the day after having this dream so um again at the time I'm like in a way it was a it almost like prepared me a little to be looking for things um, yeah but it's still, it was still such a shock. But um, I, you know, everybody has had a relationship with one animal where you're just like, you can't imagine having <laughs> having it again. And Bingley and I were just kind of like that. Like he he kind of picked me as his human and I, I wasn't even sure I liked cats. And <laughs> you know, that's just how it was. But we, he was with me through, you know, the very turbulent twenties and into the thirties, the start of a pandemic. And when he, he died, um, it was, it was hard. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't see how I was ever going to want to adopt another cat. Maybe, but I didn't know um, his sister, Jane, at first we thought she'd be happy being an only cat because she used to fight with him a lot, but yeah. she was pretty sad too. Oh. And so, so, um, you know, and I, I, 
I, I don't know how much of this is related to the fact that we were all sheltering at home and very mm. isolated. Um, but, you know, I just, I kind of felt, <laughs> felt the grief very heavily yeah. and allowed, I had a lot of time to do nothing but grieve. And um, I reached a point about a, a month after he passed where I started thinking, you know, there was the social media post on our local cat shelter that says, if you're even, sorry about that, remotely interested in adopting a cat, put in an application because with the pandemic, it's just good to have on file so things can be quicker. So I was like, you know what, let's just go ahead and do that. And I, I did the paperwork and I did a phone interview and I said, I just need you to know, I really don't think I'm probably going to be pursuing adopting a cat. So I hope I'm not wasting your time, but oh, I, nice. I still am feeling pretty raw. Yeah. So um, later that day, I got on Facebook and the first post I saw was a picture of the new litter of kittens that they had. And the first one they had was a cat named Wentworth. And Wentworth is another Jane Austen character. So Jane and Bingley were for Pride and Prejudice. And I had said, if I got another cat, I would get a cat named Wentworth. And so that is the <laughs> picture that popped up. And I just like stopped and thought like, this has to be, this is either the biggest coincidence. Cause like Wentworth is, you know, Persuasion just came out on Netflix. And so maybe it's more on people's minds, but that was not a name that I would have thought would be a cat name to pop up. Right. Yeah. And um all the names to pick. Yeah, of all the names. And at your local shelter. At my local shelter. And it was and it, and it was the very first picture in the album of all of these because it was a litter of about six kittens. And wow. this is the first one. And so I was like, okay, oh, hey. like you know, and I felt something too. And I, again, part of it is just like, is this a coincidence? You yeah, know what? Yeah. Um, I scroll through and then I pause on another of the kittens in the litter and his name was PETA, um, which, you know, would not have fit with the, the Jane Austen Crowder, but I, I love the Hunger Games and I was always very team PETA. I never really understood Gail and the obsession with that. But so I, I kind of paused on that and I was like, you know, let me call my mom and my sister, you know, the, the brain trust. Yes. And both of them who are, I would say in my family, I'm the person most likely to look for signs to, to read into things. They're very pragmatic, but both of them are like, sounds like a I, lot. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I feel like you have to find out if they're available still. Mm. And so I sent an email about Wentworth and didn't mention um, PETA because I was like, you know, like, let's just start here. And I get the response back right away. And they're like, yes, he's still available. We're like, we should let you know, he's very bonded to his brother PETA out of it. And again, out of all the cats that were in, in this litter it was that's the one he was bonded to and it was a cat that was like four pictures in and I was like well I guess I have to meet them and um, I mean realistically anytime you meet a kit and you fall immediately in love with them whether or not you like cats there's just no way but like the second I walked in the room where they were like I just was like yeah this feels uh -huh. completely right and you know I really don't think I would have I don't think I would have adopted again so soon if um I hadn't seen. Yes. Went, again, Wentworth of all names. And then just, and the second he came right up to me as I walked in the room oh, and I picked him up and he just like started purring and cuddling in. And it just was like, I just, I really think I was supposed to find yeah. these little kittens. And absolutely. Yeah. And they're. And you changed Peter's name to Henry. I did change it to Henry. So for Henry Tilney, because we needed to, we needed to fit into the Jane Austen family. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's, those are the cats. And I mean, I. Wow. And beyond just the fact that adopt, adopting shelter animals is such a wonderful thing to do and it's something I care about, um, I really do credit 
these like little boy cats with helping me with the grief I was feeling at the time. And, you know, in the grief, I think so many of us were just feeling collectively at that time in the world when, you know, yeah. And so that's just where I, I really think that there, there was someone sending me a sign at that moment that now is the time. These are the cats. I feel like Bingsley was on the other side being like, listen, yeah. Just name it Wentworth. Yeah. <laughs> this person to name it Wentworth yeah. sounds weird. Trust me, he's meant to go to her, and this is how it'll happen. It, and make it the first picture, and make it this particular shelter in Nebraska. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just there. And there's that, and that's where, and so why with a lot of these, where I feel like I see some of my signs are either through dreams or in social media. And I've I've had years now to sit and think about these things, and I'm like. Honestly, if those are if you're trying to get me to pay attention to something, those are probably the two places to try to reach yeah, me. Either yeah. while I'm in a dream, because I've always been somebody fascinated by dreams, or on social media because I'm on social media way. Yeah. What would you say to someone listening who who just lost a pet? Because it's such a it's a bond that if people haven't experienced it, they just don't understand. But people who have experienced it, it is unlike anything else that you can describe it's so potent it's such a unique pain what would you say to someone who said I who would say like I just can't do I can't put myself through that again yeah it's well I feel like you were there you get that yeah it was and it is and that's where I mean I think you under you 100% have to listen to yourself and and what's going on but a lot of times when you're saying things like I don't know that I can ever do it again that that is very much your grief talking and it's um you know it's I think there's a quote from Queen Elizabeth that's been circulating now, but I know of other people who have said it too, but grief is what the result of a lost love and, um, and grief is the risk you always have when you risk love. You, you don't know how it's going to happen. It could happen in a million ways. Everybody who you meet, you're, it's a sad way to look at it, but you will lose them at some point in your life or they will lose you. And that doesn't mean you can't stop living. But um, when it comes to animals, the thing, somebody at the shelter, when I was picking up the boys, um, said and it was very lovely they said there's no better way to honor that love that you had for your lost pet than to give another animal the same kind of love and opportunity to have that too and that's the best way to honor them and I just that really it was the right thing to say it to me because even with the signs I was sitting there going like I just yeah I feel like I'm like I'm like I'm almost feel like I'm being forced into this because it was such a a sign of it but it (laughs) has very much been the best thing that could have happened yeah oh and they're so yeah. precious they're like they're precious they're, they're so naughty they're so naughty but that <laughs> kind of makes me love them more <laughs> yeah and you were very close with your aunt right yes um and, and I feel like talking about social media I feel like when I asked you to be on the podcast didn't you get a sign right after that well that's where it, so if you're on Facebook, you probably are familiar that you'll get notifications on this day, on this day. And I don't always pay attention to them, but I feel like the times that I do, um, every so often I'll get one where it's it's a reminder of like from my aunt and it'll be like, you have a, on this day with um, yeah. with Brenda. And right, uh, right as you were messaging me about this, I had just like right after like, I guess like right before it was right before I got the message, I saw an on this day for her. And I've had it happen just a couple of other times. And, yeah. you know, again, that's social media. I don't know how the algorithm works. I don't know how they pick it. But I, I with the, the deal with signs, I think you have to be open to them to, to see yes, them. And, exactly. and if I feel like at times I'll just see that particular message of the, you have a memory with her at times when I may be feeling a little like needing help making a decision. And, 
and um, and my aunt and I were were very close. Uh, our our family is very close, and we had just one of those lovely relationships that starts off, you know, as aunt and niece. But by the time I was an adult, it really turned into this this really oh. lovely friendship, and it was very hard for a whole family because she was just one of those people who uh, kind of collected people and loved on people, and um, so many people loved her and. So I feel if it is a sign from her, I feel very honored that she yeah. she likes to check in with me from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like whenever those memories come up and it's her, like you know, like I would say about memory, like uh, I would say about signs, like you just know, like you just have yeah. a feeling. Like someone could say it's a coincidence, and I say it is a coincidence, and I feel this, like and mm-hmm. I feel this certain way. Sometimes it's a coincidence, and I don't feel a certain way. But when you yeah just when you know you know you feel something you do just feel something you really do exactly that's exactly it have you had dreams of her or dreams like different dreams so and in terms of dreams I kind of I consider I've had only one dream with her and it is it's kind of the dream that really opened my eyes to seeing a lot of these other things I I really consider it kind of the first thing this uh I had what now upon talking to other people, I, I would consider it to be a visitation dream yeah. because of, because of what it was. And I've, I've never had any, I've lost people before. I've um, had stuff. I, I've never had an experience quite like this. And it was a couple of months after she passed and her husband was getting ready to go into surgery. And I had taken the day off of work so I could take my, my dad to who is um, my aunt's brother. So I could take him to be at the hospital just to be there to support. And I was feeling really emotional about some other stuff that was going on too. So I, I think I was very open at that point. Like my, my dreams were very open at that point. Cause I was kind of in a turbulent emotional state just with some other things going on in life. And I had this dream where she was there and I just felt like I could feel in my chest, like, like even in my dream. And I felt it when I woke up, I could just feel like something clenching in my chest, my chest. And I, upon seeing her in it, and it's the only time I've had a dream with her. And she, um, uh, looked great and wonderful. And she said, thank you so much for going after the surgery. And at the time in my dream, I was kind of arguing with her. I was like, well, I wasn't, because I was thinking about the surgery she had before she passed and I wasn't there. And I was like, I wasn't there. And that's something I've always felt bad about is that we weren't, we weren't there because we didn't know, but I've always felt bad about it. And I was like, but I wasn't there. I wasn't there at all. She's like, and she kept saying, thank you. And so I woke up and I was crying and very emotional, couldn't really get back to sleep. And I was like, well, you know, maybe it's about taking my dad to the hospital. And so I kind of thought about it during the day and the surgery with my uncle went well. And um, I went home and I got a text message from my mom that uh, he was now allowed to have visitors and everybody had kind of gone back to their town. And I was like, is this what the dream was about? Am I supposed to go visit right. him? Because I, my, my uncle and I get along really great, but we've just, I was very close with my aunt. And so I never really had one-on-one time with him. People are surprised. I'm a little shy, even with people in family in, in person. I'm much better. <laughs> I'm much better on phone. Yeah, funny that you say that. Yeah. I'm shy, but I'm like, there's certain people like I yeah. just can't, I don't know. Like you're just shy with different, it's different people. Yeah. Same way. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and that's I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a pretty reserved person. Um, until like, and then unless you, we, we really know each other super well, and then I'm, it's all over. But um, so I did decide to go to the hospital, even though I felt very nervous about it. And it ended up that um, his his daughter, my my cousin, who's their only child, uh, had been hung up at work and so wasn't able to be there. And so I spent several hours with him, and we just had a really good talk because you know everybody was still grieving so much at the time. And 
you know, we just talked about things that we had never talked about too, and just in life and talking through the emotions we were going through, talking about how he was doing. And I just really, I don't know that I would have gone to do that if I hadn't had this dream. And exactly. I think you would have ever had that conversation with him. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was very, it was one that was, it was very important. And it's something now that, again, I just don't know. I think I would have been like, well, I'll go tomorrow when everybody in the family yeah, is going to go exactly. visit. And so I was just yeah. a one because I don't know what I would talk. There's many people in my yeah. where I would be like, if it's just me and that person at dinner, yeah. I don't know what we would talk about. Yeah. It's just the facts. But yeah. like, it sounds like you kind of have that kind of relationship with him and that you ended up having this hours long, great talk that yeah. she knew was going to happen. And I just... I, I just absolutely think so. Cause again, I've never had, a, I've not even had her appear in a dream again since then. And I, right. I have very vivid dreams. Like that's, I, I'm somebody who I remember my dreams most of the yeah. time. And I, yeah. so that's why I've always kind of listened. Like my whole life, I've always just had been very in tune. And again, I've never had one that was quite like that. Um, but yeah. um, if we were to transition, I have had a series of dreams since like, I would consider the dream I had about being late to be the start of this next series of dreams that, um, I want to be careful in how I talk about it because I don't want to like violate like some people's uh, personal. Yeah, but uh, basically, so I had this dream with Bingley in May 2020 that kind of felt like a premonition of sorts of what was to come. Late, late, like that he was passing, like that he was very, very ill and stuff, and then I, he, ended yeah. up, he ended up being ill. But so then, what started to happen is, I would say the first ones happened in 2021. And it was basically for the year of 2021. I've had one dream in 2022 of which my family members are like, thank goodness, because, but I'm like, I'm not causing these things to happen because of the dreams, but I'm having these dreams right before. And basically what happened is um, I've had a handful of dreams in which within like 24 hours, we found out family members have had health issues related specifically to these dreams. And I'll mention these were, it was during the times when I wasn't seeing my family members a lot. It was always during the times when we were kind of in the, you know, the resurgences of shutdowns where you're trying to isolate a little bit more. So I can't say that I was intuiting from being around them to pick up anything off of that. But um, the times people in my family have had COVID, I had dreams right before that they were sick and I would call and check on them the next day and they'd be like, you know what? I just, yeah, you know, I thought I had one family, this, the one that was probably most upsetting is I had a dream that one of my family members was having kid was in need of a kidney was what the dream was about they needed a kidney and um within a few days we found out that one of my family members was having a kidney removed that same person the same yeah yeah and then i had a dream don't dream about me laura i know well this is it my dad is like you can't dream about us anymore they're like you can't like i'm like i swear i'm not causing it because then and then the the last one you're definitely not causing it your energy something that's already known in the realm that's exactly it. And then the, the last one I had was um, was a family member having heart issues. And I called them and they were not having heart issues. But I was like, when's your next doctor's appointment? Yeah. And it was within a couple of weeks. And I was like, can you have them run? Like, I'm sorry, can you please just have them do like, an, like whatever kind of test? Yes. And what they found is they found a, a murmur of sorts that isn't causing issues now. But because they've caught it now, they can do stuff about it to prevent um something happening i know but i'm like so it's just it's just very is that person like bowing to you like no (laughs) no they're annoyed (laughs) again this is kind of like that they're kind of like what a weird thing what a weird thing but they're (laughs) i was more upset about it than they were but it's yeah but uh, thank god they found that well yeah absolutely because we're like this takes it from being something that could be like life-threatening in a few years to being something that you can just now like 
go for walks every day and you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it, yeah. so it's just, it's, it's interesting with that because I, I think where some of that comes into it, because I've always been somebody who wanted to have signs, yeah. some sort, yeah. but I never really was sure where to look for them or what was going on. I would hear other people tell their stories and I would think, wow, that's great. You know, um, I even remember being little and talking to my mom and she would be like, well, I think, I think our family members are too busy and happen to send signs. So don't worry about it. Right. And like, like just kind of that. And, and yeah. it would make me feel like, well, okay, fine. Or, um, or that, but I think that part of what maybe helped in terms of the dreams, because again, the dreams are a way that I feel like it's, is a way to reach me. If somebody's going to send a sign, mm-hmm. it's through a dream. Um, it's so funny because I get so many signs and I wish yeah. I got dream visits. I've only ever had one and it was of my grandmother and I felt her touching my back. And like, I want, I wish I had dream visits. I wish I could yeah. get messages to help people. And, you know, like, well, but I, I get a lot of signs, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, but. it's, I mean, and, and so the, and with all of these dreams too, I woke up very anxious, like mm-hmm. just feeling like in a way where like, I have to call you yeah. and talk to you about it to, to see how you're doing. And um, part of me wonders if it's just, you know, I, I live with my cats. So it's, I spend a lot of time with myself. I, and I think in the last couple of years, I've really, because I've spent so much time with myself, I've allowed myself to be more intuitive with myself and to listen yeah. to myself more. Funny, and so I was going to ask you if you yeah. meditate, because I think you're picking things up and I bet you could yeah. pick up so much more if you. I See, I've, I've tried doing a little meditating and I always mean to do more of it because it is definitely a practice to get into it. And yeah. it's, it's something that um, I have a very hard time. like. Turning it off. Getting, yeah. And and um I totally see the, the value of it, but that's why I always have it on my list of goals. Like, let's try it again. Me too, it. me and, too. And I really admire people who I have a friend who's really good at mindful meditation. I'm like, yeah, that's the one I have the hardest time with. Just me to, too, completely. I can meditate yeah. like something like um you know, like even just like walking, running, or like if I'm doing something like a crossword puzzle, my mom does a puzzle every day, even Wordle, I find is like, it's still this mm-hmm. nice thing. It's like a form of meditation, but to just sit there and just be mindful, I find so hard. It's so hard. It's, it's so important too. And this is, this is one of the things that I'm trying to get myself to do too. And it's not necessary. I suppose it maybe falls under the mindfulness, but, um, I allow myself to daydream a lot more than I used to. I allow myself to just kind of, cause I'm somebody who always felt like I have to fill up all of this time, but um, so maybe I'm not accomplishing as much as I always want to do, but I feel like I'm just much more aware of what's going on around me and within myself. And so, and that's where I just, I just, cause I, I was working with, I was working with a coach on some health things last year and they were talking about, they're like, you're very intuitive. I'm like, I was not always, I have to say, I'm like, I was always the first to kind of dismiss something. And to yeah. make an excuse for it, and I still catch myself doing it, but I, I do think, and that's why I kind of said I feel like the pandemic kind of has a way of it because the benefit yeah. for me is that I can, I, I've had this time now to really like get to know myself and to yeah. listen to myself, and I think because of all of that, I've allowed myself to open up more to yes. to seeing and things because I even think about I think if I would have had that dream with my aunt within the last couple of years, I would have not try to dismiss it so quickly as I had yeah yeah as I did at that time right um now you're more open yes yeah. I missed wait I might have missed something you um when you said been too late like you meant you haven't been too late to like tell people that they oh when I is that the name of an, your next book <laughs> I might have missed something. 
But I think you meant like you, like luckily you haven't been too late. Like you got these messages and oh, think, I think I made it, yeah. And I, I think yeah. I would have been more dismissive. I think I would have been more like, mm, yeah, like you know, yeah. everybody, everybody has dreams. I mean, I've I've always believed that dreams are a way to process. Like I do believe very much that yeah. our dreams yeah. are to process. I have, that's one of the kind of like arguments I'll occasionally get into with my yeah. sister. Different of opinion where she's like, I think a dream is just a dream, and I'm like maybe you're just not looking at it hard enough. I don't necessarily, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not telling you that this necessarily means that because the tree was blue, that it means this, but I'm like, maybe think about why you saw a tree. What is there something exactly. else? I talk about um, this a lot on here. Like, yeah, the dreams are um, like the difference between a dream and a visit. So a dream is kind of like that underwater feeling mm -hmm. and it's kind of fuzzy and doesn't feel tactile. And a visit feels very real and very tactile. Yeah. You can feel the person and it's it's like really as if they're there. Tactile is kind of the best word. Uh -huh. But I don't just and you know dreams they say are things that you're working out in your subconscious that you didn't weren't able to give attention to during the day and it helps you process it. But I don't dismiss dreams completely as just like there's, if you remember them, there's a reason you're remembering them. Right. There's a message that's supposed to come through, even if it wasn't through a visit and it was still a dream, it's still important. It's still meant yeah. for you to process it for some reason. Absolutely. But and I mean, and, and, and that's where I think too, if it is, if it, if it did, if it's, if something stuck out to you, if there, if you were super engaged in it, you just have to ask yourself why. Yes. It, it maybe isn't looking through a dictionary of like, why does this happen? Sometimes it could be. Um, but, you know, I think if you, if you dream about certain people a lot, you aren't necessarily dreaming about that person. Maybe you're dreaming about the way that that person made you feel at a certain time yes. or things like that. And that's really important. Well, then why am I feeling this way? Why is, am I creating that kind of feeling? Am I, yeah. And, and I definitely think there's that. I did, um, I am realizing because I, I left my notes that I had in my other room before oh, I moved. Sorry. No, it's okay. I had it's okay. I had just one more one more sign that um to me relates to my aunt, kind of going back to it. So uh, my sister and I both listened to at the time we're listening to a podcast and they had new episodes every Monday and Thursday. We always stayed on top of it. And oh, it wow. was um the Monday after she passed in this episode, the the two hosts were kind of going off on like a silly little bit that they would do about like why you should listen to the podcast or why you shouldn't. And they're like, so tell your aunt Brenda that this is this. And it kind of, to me, like I it had this moment of the way I interpreted it at the time was like, almost like a, I'm okay. Cause it was the, it would have been yeah. the first, it was the first time we would have been listening to something live or as it was being released after it. And of all the names <laughs> that you could say, sorry, that was it. I just, I'm like, I can't believe I had that. I had it written on it too. But like all the names I could be. This is up there with like, what are the chances that they'd come up with? Oh, that one. I know. What, are the, what are the chances? They'd be like your aunt Brenda. Yeah. And they, the Monday they, they, after she passed. So. Yeah, it was, and it, so it was the first time that we would have been going back to work. Like it was the first, it was the Monday we were both going back to work and would have been listening in the, you know, on our commutes to the office that day. Because, well, and again, it's just how we differ. I messaged my sister and she was like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> whereas, whereas I was like. There's one of us in every family, Laura. <laughs> but I'm like, like, don't you think that means something? She's like, I don't know. I just kind of think a lot of people have Aunt Brenda's. And I'm like, well, they probably do, but. But, it, but we well, do. I said, what are the chances? Yeah. And like, if you felt like it was a hello from her, you felt it. Like, yeah. Well, and we were, I mean, we, you know, 
like so many people in the end of their life, you're, they're maybe not with you as much during the last week or so because of, of medications and stuff. But we would sit and talk about this podcast with her daughter during it too. So I'm like, I just, I, she would have known that this was a way to yes. potentially reach us. Cause we talked, we were telling um, our cousin about it because yes. we thought she'd enjoy the podcast. And again, it could be a coincidence and that's fine if that's how my sister chooses to see it. Cause I totally respect that. But to me, it really felt like an, absolutely like like a wink you know just yeah, to, just to say like, mm-hmm. yeah and why can't it be both i guess it yeah it can be it can be and you know it's in a coincidence but if for you it was yeah i mean and again i just because i was thinking about that too again because names i love names, and i guess i love names and so that's why to have a couple things where it's the names that really stick out to me that i just think how did you come up with your um pen name um, my, okay, so my pen name was, um, so Tilney is because of, I was reading, I just read Northanger Abbey, which is Henry Tilney is the, my cat's name. And so like Tilney was the last name. And then Kate, um, which I didn't make the connection that he marries a Catherine and so it would have been that, but I picked Kate at the time because if I, my parents wanted to name me Kate, but they couldn't agree on how to spell Catherine. Oh. Um, and so I, so then they just scrapped it and named me Laura, but I would have been, <laughs> I would have been Catherine. And so I always kind of thought, I was like, I think Kate's a cute name. I always kind of thought that. I'm like, I kind of like, I would have been fun to have a nickname that you could have had a. Yeah, I love or, that. Uh, like a red name that you could have a nickname for. But so that's, I just, I just did that because it was very much a throwaway. I didn't think I was going to be writing under this pet name for very long. And then you but, end up writing, you've been very prolific, right? Yeah, I have about 125 stories out now. Amazing. Yeah, I have to think about that. It's terrible when you're like, I'm like, I don't even keep track that well anymore. But I think that's how many I counted the last time. Sometimes I watch your stories and you're like, I wrote, did you write 13,000 words in a day? What was the? The most recent one was I wrote 13,942 yeah. words. That's, this is not, I do not advise this to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the way to live your life. listening, like, that's incredible. It is. Well, and that's where, too, I was like. You're like, it almost killed me. It did. And it's, I'm like, I'm really trying to get out of the habit of doing that because there was a time when I used to feel like a super big high yeah. after doing that. But now um, it's because I've taught myself to do it so much that I'm like, I really want to space it out more because I'm like, like I feel pretty, like I feel sick when I'm done writing that. Really? I, yeah. I would think it would be a high. <laughs> but it, it used to be more of it. But I, I think part of it too is because it means that this last one I've been really trying to work on not doing that I've been trying to write more every day and so I kind of was disappointed that I got myself into the situation I did like I did like the story I wrote when I went back and read it so that's good but um um, and so I didn't feel as bad I had I had a time earlier this summer where I wrote 13,000 words and that's the one where I finished it and I was like this was the most awful experience I've ever had this this last one I felt a little bit more peace but I was like I kind of just felt disappointed I was like I'm more like I felt disappointed because I wanted to Mm-hmm. I wanted to not have to write 13,942 words in a day. <laughs> and then the thing is, you get, you write all those words and then you're like, now I have to edit them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and part. well, that's it too. Because there are people who are like, well, isn't it easier to go back? And it's like, no, not necessarily. Getting it out. The yeah. artwork's coming back and editing, I think, yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and it, it really depends on the situation. This particular story, I think things worked out pretty well because I didn't have to do too many changes. Um, yeah. And it was a novella, so it was like a 20,000-word story. So I ended up writing like, like so two-thirds of it. But um, <laughs> but that's kind of that, that's kind of my style, though, is I sit and think about mm-hmm. what I'm going to write a lot before I write it. I I am an outliner. This is – sorry, listeners. We're getting into writing talk now. <laughs> um. But I, I definitely outline my stories, but 
it's not even just the outlining, but like I sit and think about, like I sit with yeah. the characters for a while and think about what, how they'll say it and what they'll mm-hmm. say and why they would do it. And so then when I do sit down to write, I'm not even conscious of what I'm writing half the time. When I get into one of those big writing days, I'm just, it's like everything that's, I'm trying to just get everything out of the head. Yeah. And it's very hard to, it's in a way, I would actually say in some ways it kind of is inexplicable, like some of, to bring it back into the signs from the other side. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to because sometimes it. I'm like, is are my grandparents ready or people who've gone before me writing this? Because sometimes things come out and I'm like, who is this? like I my second book is like really off the wall. Like she hates her husband, she wants to leave him, she runs into ex-boyfriend. None of this stuff has ever happened no. to me. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, are you guys giving this to me? Thank you. It just I I, I jokingly call it blackout writing with my friends. <laughs> like it's the closest to explain it. How you just find out later after a night out on the town that you had this conversation with somebody <laughs> that you vaguely remember. Um, but I'm like, that's kind of I'll be like, I don't even remember writing the story. It feels like that. It is a spiritual experience. So what are you? What's what's next for you? So what's next for me right now? I have uh, for Kate Tony. It's it's Christmas time for Kate Tony. So we're, oh. we're working on Christmas stories. But I'm trying to get those all done. Um, actually, one of the stories I'm working on, I'm really excited. I'm working with two of my good friends, and we're doing a spin on um, a Christmas carol, but it's not quite like that. But what we're going to have is we're going to have three sisters who have just experienced the loss of their mother having their first Christmas, and each of them is visited by what they'll find later is the same spirit, the ghost of past, present, and future, so helping them to to move on and to find love. Um, oh, it is romance. So oh my god, I have to read it. And yeah, so, there, so the trilogy is called The Christmas Carols. Okay. And, oh, I um, love Because their last name is Carol, and they all have That's Ivy, Holly, and Mary. Because okay. if you're going to write a Christmas story, you're going to write a Christmas story. Write a Christmas story. <laughs> but, uh, but so it's, and I think uh, we're all kind of, this is just a really good group to, to work with because each of us um, very much isn't shying away from the notion that like you can have a kind of rom-com thing, but still have grief being yeah. dealt with in it and right. so I I love it yeah I'm, I'm really that's because the story I'm working on right now I love uh, it and I have a couple other ones with that and then um I do national novel writing a month every November and for this NaNoWriMo I am planning on starting um a modern Jane Austen reimagining series I love so it I'm You're excited well prepared. For that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've done done the work um <laughs> But it's been a while since I've written such a long story, so I'm kind of I'm feeling yeah. a little apprehensive and excited. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Be excited. You're well prepared. Yeah. So I always do this. I brought like my egg timer because sometimes I go like my sweet spot for podcasts is like 35 to uh-huh. less than 35. So of course I forgot to set it. <laughs> of course oh. I'm going over. But I love talking to you. Yeah, you're awesome. To you. Everyone should follow you because you're hysterical in your stories and you're so creative and funny. And oh, thank you. I can't thank you enough for being my first guest after my far too long hiatus. But yeah, I'm thank back to Thanks to you, Laura. <laughs> thank you thank for having you. me. Of course, yeah. where can everyone find you and Kate? Yeah, so to find me, I'm like, I always have to do this. So on um, Instagram is the best place to find me. It's uh, the Laura Chapman, the period Laura taught. Chapman and um that's where and on there honestly I have directions on how you can find me for Kate but if you're looking for my stories um you just type Kate Tilney in Kindle store um everything's in uh Kindle Unlimited as well as on Amazon and then uh my Laura Chapman books are also available on there nothing very new they're more um women's fiction so but you can again just look up Laura Chapman there is somebody who writes art books I am not her right 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 I'm the other one (laughs) yeah yeah 
Nice. Perfect. Thank you so, so much. I can't thank you enough. And this will be available. I'll let everyone know when it's available um, on Apple Podcasts and then on uh, Instagram too. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest of the day. You as well. Thank you.